Hi, welcome to A New African, where we tell our stories without changing the narrative. While looking at the future with optimism, we also aspire to remain relevant in our present times. Hello and welcome to our podcast, A New African, episode number three. With me today is Mani. Hello, Mani. Hey, Mwaba. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And to my left here, I've got Dr. Molapo Selepe, who is the author of the three-book series that we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, Dr. Molapo. Hi, Mwaba. Good to see you. Great to see you too. Uh, yeah, so today I'm very, very excited to introduce our topic of discussion today, which is um, African privilege. Now, Kwame Nkrumah started uh, this conversation for us so far back. You know, many, many years ago, he said, I am not African because I was born in Africa, mm. but because Africa was born in me. What a privilege. What an honor to be an African. Absolutely. I mean, we'll delve into um, what that statement means because it is a very loaded statement. I know when I was reading the book, I was uh, sort of contemplating on that uh, quote and I was trying to understand what Africa really being Africa born in you uh, meant for me. And um, as we go through the chapter, I think the author does a good job of explaining what that is. But I want to start off, um, I suppose, from the story where um, and we'll get into this, but I was I was a born free essentially, mm. uh, born in Zimbabwe. I was born after 1980s, therefore born free. Mm. Uh, so for me, I've always sort of I would like to think I've always had a sense of um, uh, respect and love for Africa, and I've I've always sort of taken it not for granted that mm. I was you know, and I've always seen it as a privilege to be in a beautiful country like a beautiful uh, continent like Africa, especially mm. Zimbabwe. Mm. What do you think is the difference between? Um, African free privilege yes. um, and say black privilege. Um, because um, it gets confused, it gets isn't confused. it? Yeah, exactly. People don't often understand what the difference is between those two. Yeah, I mean, there's a subtle difference. Uh, effectively, it's just emphasizing that it's not really a racial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Africa refers to the continent, um, but continent more than just the pigmentation of your skin or whether you were born in the continent or not. Uh, mind you, there's many people of African descent who were born outside Africa. They're still Africans. And there are people who somewhat um, take into consideration um, Kuruma's statement, mm-hmm. um, who Africa was born in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that African privilege speaks to the essence of who you are as a person, uh, um, transcending your color. So we, uh, I think we need to make it clear that we're not talking about black privilege. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about how privileged you are because your skin is darker, you can't get melanin, uh, <laughs> you can't get uh, melan- melanoma and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or you don't get cold easily. <laughs> so, or you don't burn when you walk in the sun. Yeah, kind of about that. I feel like I burn. I feel like I burn. <laughs> yeah, I've taken pictures of, uh, you know, me spotting a tan after I've had a walk in the morning. Wow. I know. I can't show it to you, but, you know, yeah, it's yeah. there. It's there yeah. somewhere. So, no, African privilege is deeper. Yeah. Mm. 
Yep. And I'm glad that we're talking about that. Mind you, it's my most favorite chapter in these books. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I think it might be mine um, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the treat. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Now, um, there is a girl you mentioned in the book mm. who was born with a birthmark, a very, very distinct birthmark. Mm. And uh, this birthmark is actually the map of Africa to the left of her face. Mm. I'll let you say her name because I want to make sure that I practice. For when I meet her one day, I hope that we're going to have her on this show and actually talk to her live. Wouldn't that be yeah, amazing? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got bullied because she had um, the map of Africa on the mm. left of her face. Literally, yeah, this is a yeah. birthmark. Mm. And uh, yeah, I want you to talk about a, a little bit about her. And, yeah, and her story is quite her. Uh, remarkable, really. Hotazo uh, Ditebe is her name. Hotazo. Um, say that three times, people. I dare you. Hotazo Ditebe. Hotazo Ditebe. She's very pretty. Um, she was born in 1995 in Pretoria. Um, and um, it's it's funny because she was born with this distinct, um, you know, birthmark. Yeah. You know, some people think it's vitiligo. It's not vitiligo. So yeah. vitiligo, you actually have to have um, depigmentation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that is um, um, sort of um, on both sides of, of your face. Of your face, yeah. Um, yeah. And that is um, really affecting both sides of your body. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one spot. Um, So she has this um, depigmentation on her face, yeah. but it's in a, you know, it's, it's take the whole, you know, part of her left cheek yeah. um, and affecting part of her eye, you know, that area. But it's in a form of the continent, you yeah, know. the Africa, the um, of Africa. Her story is really touching because children, when she was growing up, she was really bullied around Um, this feature that she has. Mm. And you would think that a child would feel, you know, bullied and get demoralized and, you know, it will dent the confidence and that yeah. type of thing. But in Hotazo's case, it actually worked the other way around. She rose above it. She rose she? above it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, she saw it as a privilege mm. to actually have, you know, that mark. You know, it's almost like you come with, you know, a stamp yeah, on your face right. that, you know, you are an African, <laughs> an African you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody will mistake it uh, otherwise. And, you know, it's, 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 it's very interesting because those who were mocking her yeah. um, were like many of us, um, how we look at ourselves mm-hmm. ever so um, lowly and the inferiority yes. complex you get around Africa yes. because, you know, of all the prejudices that we have about yeah. Africa. Yeah. Uh, it's impoverished, mm-hmm. there's poor leadership, um, yeah. there is infrastructural problems and, um, and there's wars yeah. and all these sorts of things. Um, so when, imagine making mockery that, hey, 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 you're Africa, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just like, you know, our boys who play football in, in, uh, in Europe and people throw you know, bananas, uh, banana peels on them uh, yeah, yeah, and that type right. of thing. Um, so it's, there's, there's, a, there's that a prejudice that if you are African, that you, you are dis- disadvantaged. Yeah. And it was very interesting that Hotazo actually saw it the other way around. Absolutely. And I want to talk about uh, where that actually originates from, because I think a lot of us as Africans, and I speak for myself, and I'm sure I'm speaking for many, mm. that there is just something about uh, some sort of inferiority complex that mm. that 
comes on us. I wouldn't like to think that that was um, something we were born with, but mm. something that we rather, you know, picked uh, up along the way. And, mm-hmm. and I know that throughout this podcast, we talk a lot about uh, some of, you know, the historical colonialisms mm-hmm. and, um, and the effects of that mm-hmm. and the impacts that that has. Because there were children in mm. her school who were mocking her. Mm. How did they know so much bad about Africa? They were young children. Mm. And so that speaks to how far, you know, mm-hmm. reaching <coughs> this issue of colonialism really, it's, really it's goes. It's deep-rooted, you know, it's deep-rooted. I don't know if you know the concept of human things versus human beings. Um, uh, there is a whole philosophy around that, Um mm in terms of, um, you know, the, the way we have been objectivized um, and being so violated to a point where we don't see ourselves as humans any longer, um, a lack of sense of dignity, um, over time you actually see yourself as subhuman. Yeah, which is uh, tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know? Tragedy. And, and it's, it's, it's so painful, Moaba, because um, that... I think I alluded to this last week that yeah. it actually begin to run in the DNA because your DNA takes the memory yeah. of yeah. what your ancestors used to uh, were subjected to and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how it begin to run in in our in our systems in our in in, in our culture mm-hmm. um, that people are born into a system where um, people have been uh, made to feel small. They've been violated, and uh, over time, people start to see themselves that way. Yeah, yeah. and it's interesting because yeah, that's that's very true. And I mean, going back to Kotazo, Kotazo, you know, um, and I'm going to quote a quote that she did: that "In a world where you can be anything, be yourself." And I think that's wow. that's, um, that's a very powerful, powerful quote. Especially, I would say, for a lot of, um, you know, she's born in 95. She's in her 20s. She's pretty young. Mm. And a lot of young people, um, I think, you know, there's that identity identity crisis at the moment where, you know, even now so more so with social media and everything oh, yes. where, yeah. you know, yeah. People are struggling or you know, sort of losing their identity in terms of who they are, mm. um, and so there is that call of just being embracing yourself fully. Like you can acclimatize, like you know, as you know, us here we are filming this podcast in Perth, in Australia. We've moved here. Mm. Uh, we can acclimatize the culture in terms of you know fitting in, mm. but that doesn't mean we should change mm. the Africanness oh, yeah. in us. In us. Um, so that quote is 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 absolutely amazing. I mean, what are you? Th- what I mean, when you read that. Yeah, it's too, it's too powerful, man. I mean, the the the, the insight uh, is just incredible because it is true, mm-hmm. you know. Not only can we become anything, uh-huh. we are made to be anything we want, want to, to be. be. Absolutely, um, and it's such a beautiful insight yeah. uh, for her to appreciate that. You know, every human being on earth has got the potential to be whatever they want to yeah. be. Uh-huh. Yeah. But don't lose yourself in the process. Absolutely. So, so hence, hence her, you know, um, assertion that mm-hmm. be yourself. Self. Absolutely. Yeah. She was nineteen when she defied all odds, everything that she was told she wasn't, mm-hmm. and she ended up winning um, 
Miss Africa in 2017, Miss mm. South Africa in 2017. Mm. That is remarkable. That is just tenacity that, uh, yeah. you know. She was a runner-up. She was a runner-up. She, yeah. Uh, yeah. But she was you know, competing with, you know, the big girls like yeah. uh, Zozibini, um, yes, you yes. know, who became Miss Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, she, she's up there and yeah. she's one of the most recognized African models now. And she exposed her entire birthmark mm. with pride. With pride. Yeah, you know? that was remarkable. Mm. That was really awesome. I mean, it, it speaks to if somebody can stand like that, mm. um, you know, it, the courage of one person is amazing how mm. far it can go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she, she's literally changing the landscape. The mm. landscape. Yeah. And contributing to you know the the general universal mm-hmm. uh, perception of ourselves, yeah. you know, yeah. if she you know assess to see herself this way, mm-hmm. uh, certainly the next generation will see nothing wrong. Yeah, absolutely, with being African, there is something to be said. I know I was, I was reading um, an article way back that just came to me just now. You know, when you're fully yourself and you absolutely accept yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm then you don't give anyone else the opportunity to tell you otherwise or to treat you in any other way because you've fully wow. accepted who you are as a person. Yeah. Wow. So then if someone tells you you are, you know, you are uh, uh, ugly or whatever, you're like, yeah. well, I know. It, it just, it's, it's like, yeah, bounce off because <laughs> yeah. I fully come to the acceptance and knowledge of who I am as a person. Yes. And yeah. and I know my identity. And mm. so it comes you know, to that African identity if you know fully that oh, this is who mm. I am. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and that is the ground for which you stand on and you are yeah. unmoved by yeah. the winds and you know ways Great that comes through you like stand it. firm yeah. you know you know it's 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 remarkable you should say that really because what we're going to talk about today or what we're talking about really um we are not trying to change mm. um the 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 quality or uh the the value of a human being mm. no Every human being on planet Earth have got infinite, invaluable value. Absolutely. And potential. Um, You know, there's nothing we can do to change that. You know, what we are doing today is just to change the perception and make people uh, perception to marry with the value of who they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so we are introducing you to yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. And, you know, it's... Um, it's so interesting when I was thinking about Katatso and mm. and what she went through. Mm. If she and and this speaks to me as a mom um, today and um, raising a child in mm. in a in a you know foreign country yeah. Yeah. and um, what information am I passing on? What mm. sort of education mm-hmm. in terms of where we come from mm. and the value of his Africanness? Mm. Now I, I wondered if. Um, if those kids that were, were you know, bullying Kotatso, mm. if they knew what it meant to be African, if they knew what mm. kind of, you know, privilege it is that they are born out of, yes. or if they even had information like what we've talked about in the last couple of episodes about the first ever university in the world mm. was in Africa. Mm. Do you reckon that could have changed the way they thought about Africa and what a privilege it was that somebody was actually born with a map of Africa on yeah. their face. What what a privilege, you know. Um, first thing that strikes me is that uh, Africa is the only continent that is centered in the core of the of the of the planet. Yeah. Other 
parts of um, the world, other continents are, you know, effectively just uh, drifting. Mm. Um, and Africa is the only continent uh, that divides or it divides the world into four. Um, or for all the four quadrants, quadrants of the earth um, are found in Africa, which you can't find in other continents. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes to show that Africa is central to the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first human being to mm-hmm. be born in this planet or to be uh, created in this world mm-hmm. uh, was in Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, evidence shows us that all humanity comes from Africa. Um, so you you can say that all accumulative knowledge of mankind mm-hmm. can be traced back uh, from Africa, mm-hmm. um, and you know it's it's just phenomenal if you look at um, human res- uh, human resources. I mean, Africa has got the largest population of young people in the world. Yeah. That's just something extraordinary. Oh yeah. Um, you have uh, human resources. I'm uh, not uh, natural resources. Um, which is in trillions. Um, I think the worth of um, African uh, natural resources is about $60 trillion. Um, it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting on wealth uh, in terms yes. of human resources and natural resources. Yeah. Um, there has been outside um, uh, interventions or, or disruptions mm-hmm. that have led to what we term as poverty in Africa or disability Mm -hmm. uh, in Africa. But in in essence, you know, if um, Africa was given enough um, attention, Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing, um, uh, you know, what we can... uh, We could all be made wealthy if we just, you know, (laughs) know? dug into all the African wealth. Every single human being (laughs) in the world would be wealthy, right? Certainly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, but but to be honest, as well, you know, that really did. Did when I was reading your this part of the book, it did really, you know, I, I whilst I obviously do not condone bullying of any sort and everything else, I mm. did feel for the kids that were using the map and everything else to as a directory term. But mm-hmm. I think what I got here, and you did, you describe it beautifully in terms of, and you, you, you just discussed it right now, the multi-trillion dollar mineral deposits, the vast yeah, yeah. array of flora and and and. And found you know the mm. incredible land, landscape and mm. all the mm. animals and all that stuff. Mm. And there's even a quote here uh, from Wayne Dyer that says, "All you all you ever need, you already have Africa. You know, oh. Africa is endowed with so much; it is impossible to quantify." Yeah. But I suppose yeah. the issue that ha- that we can all you know, being from the continent ourselves, is that privilege. You can only realize your privilege if you experience privilege mm. you know and you can and we can attest that you know in in you know not there's only a few of africans within the continent that probably have the privilege of actually experiencing mm-hmm. even being able to travel within your own country to country, see all yes. these natural resources yeah. and mm-hmm. i think that's the sad part and hopefully you know it's an issue i suppose we need to, to discuss and mm-hmm. uh, broader and i know there's bigger issues and I mean, we're going to go to Ubuntu, which is another, I feel like it's a one of a, a good arch in terms yes. of solution yeah. as yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit, um, it is a bit sad that um, I think the reason why this people don't see it as a privilege is because it's not really mm. experienced mm. to a level. I mean, yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, you, you see how many people have been, even us, mm. you know, um, it talks to even us having left the continent. Um, uh, we 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 live in the continent in uh, 
varying degrees, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Exactly. Uh, but uh, you know, it all talks to e- economic migration. Yeah. Um, we don't see so many opportunities over there. So we think that the, green, the the grass is greener on the other side. And look, there are people who are able to migrate nicely like we are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there are kids who are, you know, so desperate that they travel on, on boats and some die in the seas and all sorts of things. On a plane recently, there's a guy from, um, quote me here, I'm, it was either Uganda or Kenya literally was in the in the wing, in the, you know, of the plane. Yeah. And he he somehow managed to survive that, you know, and this is the desperation and all the, all the uh, medical people are saying, we have no idea how he managed to survive in those degrees and everything. But, you know, it goes to the desperation you are talking about in terms of leaving. Yeah. We and all leave Africa thinking yeah. that we are going to find riches and wealth and all these wonderful shiny things exactly, where we're going. Exactly. Not realizing that we're actually leaving we're all leaving the it deposits behind. right behind us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and yeah. it's a perception thing. Uh, I think Mani has, has uh, hit the, uh, the nail on the head there by saying, uh, look, it's a question of yeah. uh, our experience. Mm. Uh, because we uh, don't experience it, uh, we think it's not there. Mm. Um, and, and so as new African, uh, one of my biggest tasks is to uh, really try to, I'm going to dedicate my life mm. to try to make people appreciate that there's a way that you can experience mm. What it means yeah. Um, yeah. to be to be enough, and we're gonna talk about that um, in the next half. This is um, it's it's gonna peak, so uh, yeah. stay yeah. tuned, uh, keep with us, um, and um, yeah, we'll talk about all those things and more. Yeah. See you soon. Welcome back, guys. Um, as you can see, we're having a great discussion. So the first half, we're talking about African privilege and what that means um, and the difference between African and black privilege. Uh, privilege. Uh, we spoke about whether or not, you know, people really, do we really understand as Africans or anyone really, uh, you know, the privilege that we have uh, being African or identifying as African or having as uh, the president, um, former president Kwame Nkrumah uh, quoted, I am an African, not because I was born in Africa, but because Africa was born in me. Mm-hmm. So this can relate to anyone uh, listening. You don't have to be born in Africa, but Africa can be born in you for a multiple of reasons to which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. The one that I want to ask you is in, within your book, you ask this question and I've been sort of thinking for myself and I, I, I won't lie, I haven't really landed on a answer yet but i'd like to think hopefully <laughs> as you're writing these books by chap by by book three you you knew at least the answer in and out yeah so you kind of pose a question and say ask yourself what it means for africa to be born in you what does it mean for you to be for africa to be born in you Malapo? Ooh, man um africa is really the essence of humanity mm-hmm. So um, it is understanding exactly why we are here as human beings. Uh-huh. Um, you know, all human beings come from Africa. Um, and we have got sets of values which are inherent in us as humanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's difficult because sometimes we write these things down and, you know, we, um, we want to see them as doctrines. Uh-huh. But there are certain human values, mm-hmm. 
which are written deep down in um, in a human heart. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, kindness. Yes. Um, love. Yes. Yes. Um, seeing dignity in another human being. Yes. yes. So these are unwritten values. Yes. Of humanity. Mm -hmm. And Africa embraces that. Absolutely. So if it deep down in your heart you begin to see the value of all human beings, irrespective of where you come from, irrespective of how you look, how yeah. short, yeah. how tall, so, how big, um, you have come close to appreciating yeah. what it means to have Africa born in you. Oh, powerful. Um, and uh, if I was to go uh, to something which is very crucial and it will set a tone for our discussion. Mm -hmm. It is this concept of mitochondrial Eve. Have you guys heard of mitochondrial <laughs> Eve? No. <laughs> so, Please uh, do tell. <laughs> Don't hold back now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is now the doctor talking. Yes, oh, yes, absolutely. So, mitochondrial Eve is, is, is very interesting really because uh, human DNA, as you know, that inside a, a human cell, um, you have the center, which is the nucleus. Mm -hmm. uh, inside that nucleus resides the human DNA, which is really a code um, that tells the whole system how money needs to look like, mm -hmm. how his system needs to, you know, um, function. Yeah. Uh, that whether you have brown eyes or blue eyes. <laughs> you know? Which one yeah. are you? Brown eyes. <laughs> the dominant gene, brown. <laughs> So, I've seen uh, an African baby <laughs> with blue eyes, strikingly blue eyes. Is it? Maybe you, the doctor can tell us you know, <laughs> yeah. how that happened. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so that's the, uh, there's, there's a, a, a type of uh, DNA mm -hmm. um, that's called the diploid uh, DNA. So basically um, it means that your DNA is in a, a, a double um, strand. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can have a single strand of DNA. That's called haploid um, so when you have a um, diploid DNA, it means that you have all the 46 human chromosomes. Mm -hmm. And then if it's haploid, then you have half of those. So um, if if you look at, for instance, uh, sperm, mm -hmm. it will have 23 chromosomes. Yeah. They meet with um, you know, a female ovum with 23 uh, chromosomes. Yeah. And then when they meet, they form a new being or a new cell with 46 chromosomes. Now, um, the, there's a part of human um, DNA which is not in the nucleus. Right. Uh, it is in the cytoplasm, which is just um, inside the cell, but just outside, uh, not in Floating the around? It's floating around. Right. And that part is called mitochondrium. Mm-hmm. So we're beginning to understand something powerful about the mitochondria, mm -hmm. um, that it harbors with it um, human DNA as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it is only transferred from mother to baby. Uh, uh, to baby. So it, it, cannot, it cannot go on the paternal side. It mm -hmm. goes mm -hmm. mainly on the maternal side. Power to the women. Is that when I say yes. that? <laughs> yes, you, you already it. did. You got, it. you got it. And that's why we call it the motherland. Yeah. If you wanted to know why. Oh, so great. let this me is tell you. Good. I might start writing some notes <laughs> or a book. Let me let me tell you something amazing. Um, there was a sequencing of human DNA, especially this mitochondrial DNA, mm -hmm. which was done by a, a lady called Louise 
um, Louise Kahn um, in 1987. And um, that was, um, that was the, uh, the idea to try to trace as far back as we can the first common ancestor of humankind um, going back from uh, the female side. And uh, that, that, that would be called our mother. So that mother was called mitochondrial Eve mm -hmm. or the haplo Eve. Right. You don't want, you, you know, you won't believe that that haplo Eve or that mitochondrial uh, Eve, Eve, which is the common mother to all humankind, mm -hmm. which dates back about uh, 10,000 years, uh, and 200,000 200, uh, years back. Um, she was in uh, in Africa, uh, she, oh, wow. uh, and she was in Botswana of all places. Hey, oh wow! Botswana, Botswana. <laughs> you guys, you carry the grand, the oldest, our oldest grand, 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 great grand grandmother. Botswana, uh, not far from you. Uh, <laughs> uh, they are neighbors, so not yes. Not far from me either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting so, to feel very privileged right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so th that is that is uh, phenomenal, really, because. Um, we're beginning to understand that there is something mm -hmm. amazing mm -hmm. about what the mitochondrial DNA does uh, mm -hmm. in terms of human function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In fact, the mitochondrial DNA is so much responsible to what we call the human thought. Um, so if, if you're asking yourself, but how is it possible, where does the thought come from? Mm -hmm. We need to do a little bit more study about... The, the haplo um, or the yeah, mitochondrial yeah. Um, DNA, because that's you know um, the understanding is that 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 could be the origin of human thought. Human thought, wow! And this a is woman. like yeah, and this is like us defining the inner um, inner in a person really. Mm -hmm. And I know you touched on that humanity in terms of, you know, the threads that put us, to, uh, uh, put us together yeah. uh, mm -hmm. in what it means to be having Africa born in you. Mm -hmm. And you then speak of this uh, term Ubuntu. Mm -hmm. Can you, do you want to tell us, define different, defined um, in your understanding? Cause I know you have defined, and I have my personal favorites in terms of what I, how it related to me personally when I was reading the book, mm -hmm. but I would like to hear your take right. on it. Yeah, I mean, in simple terms, Ubuntu is a Nguni or Zulu um, terminology, which means um, humanness mm -hmm. uh, or humanity. Um, basically, in essence, it is understanding that um, there is a value in every human being. Yeah. Um, so I am because you are. Um, so you, you begin to appreciate that um, that which I don't understand, mm -hmm. which is part of my psyche that makes me aware, that makes me to exist, makes yeah. me to be malapo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is the same source of life that lives in you more. Yeah. Yes. And so um, there is that innate African understanding that mm -hmm. um, I cannot begin to disrespect you mm -hmm. knowing that the source of life that lives in me also lives in you. Yeah. Mm. Knowing mm. that I am because we are. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's, That's powerful, powerful yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, it also reminds me of uh, another African value. Mm. And I know that this may be a bit foreign to, uh, you know, other parts of the world. Mm. 
But this concept of extended family, mm-hmm. extended family culture, mm-hmm. it is something that um, none of us gets taught in school in Africa or anything like that. It's just something that you're born with. Mm-hmm. You're born into an extended family. You're part of that extended family. Mm-hmm. And, and that forms the, the, the foundation of our existence, mm-hmm. really, right? Mm-hmm. So that is another value of Ubuntu. In, in my language, one of my Zambian languages, one of the 73 Bemba, it's called, I would call you Umuntu, mm. meaning you're a person, a single person. Mm. Umuntu, so you are a Muntu. <laughs> he is a Muntu, I am a Muntu. But together we are Abantu, mm. which is another version of Ubuntu. And, mm. and you know, that, that defines who we are. It's a very reason why we never ever try to leave anyone behind. Yeah. And I know that there's a lot of um, issues with uh, regards to when we're talking about interracial uh, relationships and yeah. things like that, um, where, you know, if uh, if their boyfriend or their husband or their wife is, is uh, from a different uh, culture mm. and, and the other one is from Africa and then the, African, the Africanness in us, the Ubuntu, in us tries to gather everyone you know your sisters your brothers you want to bring them mm-hmm. together if you have achieved anything you want to share that that's the extended family concepts mm-hmm. that makes us mm-hmm. abantu or ubuntu it's, it's amazing because those um traditional values is what actually has made us so mm-hmm. grounded mm-hmm. Yeah. um i mean you might see um in in recent years or in recent generations uh there has been this um really uh, perhaps uh, unintended or um maybe um a, a contradiction where we have become victims to um to greed mm-hmm. as such yeah. uh but if 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 you look at what can actually offset human greed mm-hmm. it is those traditional values that yeah. we have in mm-hmm. africa yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, beginning at the beginning of 1800s or let's say um, end of, of the 18th century, mm-hmm. um, we started to see the beginning or the eruption of what we now call uh, capitalism. Yeah. Yes. Now, the essence of capitalism really, and that's why it's called the head or mm-hmm. capital, capital, capital refers to the head, um, somewhat the values of uh, capitalism um, have somewhat festered selfishness mm, um, yes, or, yes, you know, we, we become so self-centered mm. uh, in a way. And um, we all, there is also this concept of novelty, yeah. always yeah. wanting something new, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. always wanting something better, what's the latest. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, that's how uh, capitalism has spiraled out of control mm-hmm. because we're always wanting the latest uh, model or the latest version of any gadget, yeah. that type yeah. of thing. And what is it in it for me? Mm-hmm. And uh, as a result, it has led us to this, this sort of society that we have now where people can spend so much money oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. just to try to quench that yeah. Uh, you know, which never gets quenched, you know? by the way. No. It never gets right? quenched. You have said here in your in your book, this is a story about us being allowed, or us and allowing ourselves to be persuaded to spend money we don't have, on things we don't need, to create impressions that won't last 
on people we don't care about. Right? So that is therefore the objective of consumerism. Mm. And it's um, when we are talking about um, Africanness or Ubuntu or the extended family concept, mm. it's, it's never about things, is it? It's about people. people. Yeah. So when I have, I want to share with someone. Mm. When I have money, I want to make sure that the person mm. I can extend the hand to and help rather mm. than go and buy another pair of shoes, another pair of, mm. you know, um, whatever, and another car and more houses and all these things. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're neglecting our humanness. We're neglecting the very essence of Ubuntu, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, and, and, um, and to be clear as well, uh, the quote uh, was from uh, Tim Jackson, um, it, who, yeah. um, who has a, a great TED talk that is absolutely um, feeds into this yeah, very, yeah. very, very much well, and I think mm-hmm. you even said to him, um, you know, he's a, a, a an example of someone who, I suppose, uh, lives the Ubuntu philosophy. Really, <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> you know, um, again, the concept of a new African and African privilege that it mm. goes beyond or it transcends color. Really, mm-hmm. um, it is about all humans understanding. Um, the the power of listening to that small still voice yeah. inside you. Absolutely. Uh, when it calls you or draws you deep to the human values. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's he makes a very interesting um, um, analogy or understanding yeah. of yeah. Um, the, uh, the 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 the. the, the um, what you call the equation yeah. between uh, novelty and tradition. Yes. Mm. Mm. So Ubuntu, for instance, on mm-hmm. one hand, it to be uh, really focusing on tradition. Yes. Traditional values. Yeah. Whereas capitalism or consumerism will be uh, mainly about you know new things. Yes. Uh, yeah. Or latest things yeah. or what we call novelty. So yes. novelty versus tradition. Absolutely. Mm. Um, it's important that we don't become so, you know, obsessed with tradition yeah, that we yeah. don't see the need to be versatile and to Absolutely. embrace mm. new things. Mm. So technology is important, but it should not be at the expense at of the our cost values, of know? tradition. That's yeah, it. That's uh, it. and so what tends to happen is if we focus too much mm-hmm. on um, novelty, yes, then we become more and more selfish. Yeah. Uh, but if we gravitate towards tradition, yeah. this is where it becomes powerful. Absolutely. Thing because then we then focus on otherness, mm. um, that I know other people are yeah. more important. Yeah. And you start to see the need to see um, you know, how the next person is, you know, is struggling mm-hmm. or how you can share yeah. um, and how you can work together. Mm. And you see, that's why in Africans we're not really... Um, perturbed or, or worried but by, by the European invasion when they first came to Africa. Mm-hmm. Because the focus when, we, when the Europeans arrived, the focus of the African leaders or the Africans as such as a culture was others. Bring yeah. him home and make Ubuntu out of him. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, embracing each other. Yeah. And, yeah. and our yeah. traditions back then was already... Uh, embracing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you don't actually see that the other person is coming with ill uh, intentions. Yes. To it as late. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I would have argued that, and I mean, we weren't there at when it happened, but you know, you're absolutely correct. It makes me think at times, you know, seeing the first boat coming through your shores, you wouldn't necessarily think it's, um, 
out of, you know, to attack, I think you'd be like, oh, what is this? And probably welcoming people and welcoming into your village and everything else, only then to be, you know, um, you know, for the negative to, uh, uh, to then follow. Mm -hmm. And I, um, listen, I, I mean, this, we can spend literally hours on, on that particular part because it's, because really if, if humanity were to understand this particular philosophy and we were to live by it, it'd just be just amazing. Because even with the self, when you're saying, you know, when you start being in tradition, uh, focusing on that more, you start to just see things beyond yourself, as you mentioned, yeah, yeah. you know, and literally seeing things, you know, mm-hmm. at times I, I often hold myself back by walking past someone who might be sitting in the street and not even recognizing that they were even there. Like they might as yeah. well be part of a, of a wall, but mm. you know, but it's something where in Africa, um, at least growing up, mm. where I, I saw this in action, yeah. you would know if you had not, not seen the neighbor down the road yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for a day and yeah. people would come in and check. Yeah. You know, the yeah. idea, especially the stories that I remember hearing here when I, first, when I came to Australia, where someone dies in their apartment and then are found six months later where, you know, <laughs> um, because maybe there was a strong smell or yes, something yes, triggered, yes. but they're like mm. way gone. You wouldn't see this if Ubuntu was because you're always checking on others. You're always making sure you are there. It's interesting because uh, about uh, maybe 18 months ago, we Mm. just started a South African group called um, South African uh, Community Copano. Yes. Um, So Copano is a a South African or Susutu word meaning unity. Mm -hmm. Uh, We formed this organization because there was one um, late Sis Busi and Gubani who passed away under such circumstances. Oh, sad. Um, so it really um, touched our hearts as South yeah. Africans. You said, you know, we don't want to see that ever happening to any South Never. African again. Mm. And so we formed this organization, formed entirely upon uh, love as a principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Really, uh, we wanted to ask, you know, we wanted to send this message across that Mm -hmm. when you see another person, your question should be, I wonder what will happen to that person if I don't help them. Absolutely. Rather than, I wonder what will happen to me if I was to help them. Yes. 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 Um, And, you know, it it makes a huge difference. So you begin to think about um, the other person. Yeah, and it's interesting because the shift that has happened, I feel like times when you come from Africa, coming to migrating here, maybe for economic reasons, is then we then tend, because we're trying to accumulate, mm-hmm. we then tend to be on, on that quadrant of yeah, novelty yeah, yeah. where we're trying to accumulate, then we end up being self selfish because of all we're just trying to improve ourselves, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, that's where things get lost. But like one of the th- quotes that I wanted to just read um, here, mm-hmm. um, because I, I did mention earlier that I had the favorite uh, definition of Ubuntu that really, I suppose, resonates with me fully and entirely. And I think summarizes, because it's it's really a philosophy and it's you can't sort of really put it in one little sort of statement. But this actually, I think, does a good job. So Ubuntu, therefore, can be summarized as a moral quali- quali- a qua- quality, quality, sorry, I apologize <laughs> my contacts. A moral quality of a person who holds a view that all humans are interconnected and interdependent. Yeah. It is a worldview, worldview, mm-hmm. and a character of a 
person who respects and values the rights and freedoms of others and finds their identity in the thriving human community. They, they seek not to exploit others, rather to expand the horizon. Now, if this could just be put on a plaque, on a billboard <laughs> for all our leaders to just read <laughs> to that, that each morning yeah. they wake up for people yeah. in yeah. corporate, um, you know, corporations and yeah. anyone yeah. or even it, first thing you read is this and mm-hmm. living life through this wow. motto. Yeah. I just feel like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and look, um, Jackson also went on to say we must invest in institutions and enterprises that promote altruism and cohesive traditions to offset selfishness and novelty that you spoke about. This is what Tim Jackson calls economics that are fit for purpose. Investment needs to be directed towards protecting our planet Mm. and meaningful prosperity. It means investment in shared spaces, people participation and connected communities. What more could we say? That is just a classic example. Absolutely. Ubuntu. Wow. I am because we are. We are. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, that winds up um, our episode today. And I would like to just revert back to where we began about uh, what um, Gotazo de Tebe said. <laughs> and uh, Gotazo, if you're watching this, um, just know that there is an open invitation for you on this show. <laughs> yes, please, Gotazo. <laughs> We, we love what you're doing and what you stand for. Absolutely. And this is what you say. So this is a dedication, a little piece of a dedication to you, Gotazo. In the world where you can become anything, be yourself. Wow. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Cheers. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, enjoying the episode with us. We really enjoyed uh, being with you. Uh, Please don't forget to subscribe and click a notification button.